in the name of the one who sees us and has compassion. Amen. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. My friends, that's us. As a society, we are increasingly harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. This week, more harassed and helpless people picked up more guns and attacked more people, and everyone seems to be running this way and that way, wondering when we will be saved from this beast, this beast of violence, this beast of readily available killing devices. And no, this is not a partisan issue. This is a human issue, a Christian issue, an issue that all of us who feel harassed and helpless in the face of senseless violence must face. Right now, I think we as a people are just so lost. And in the gospel we just heard, we hear that Jesus sees us and has compassion. Now, in English, we use compassion as a noun, but in the Greek version of this text, it's a verb, perhaps better translated as Jesus was moved in his inmost being. You know that feeling inside of you when tragedy hits close to home? Or when a loved one dies, or when a lifelong dream is snuffed or a relationship is ended, that feeling that the world has just shifted on its axis, a feeling of a tightening in your gut and pressure on your heart, that is what it is to be moved in your inmost being. And I believe that that is what Jesus felt when he saw how lost the people were then and when he sees how lost we are now. And what did he do when he was moved in his inmost being? He turned to his disciples and told them that the world needed them. And he commissioned them to go out and be agents of healing and change in a suffering world. Now, this gospel is often used at ordinations, but it should never be understood that Jesus is commissioning only priests or only twelve disciples. The harvest is indeed plentiful, but there is so much work to do. And I do not believe that we can still say the laborers are few. It's just not true anymore because of you, each and every one of you. Yes, we are often harassed and helpless, but we are also capable laborers, all of us. So what are our labors in 2017? What is the work that we have been given to do? 
to go out and cast out unclean spirits and cure all kinds of illness? Well, yes and no. I know that there are unclean spirits that need to be cast out and illnesses that need to be cured, and I know prayer can be a huge part of those healings. I know we are called to that kind of healing prayer as a community. I also think that the tasks given to the disciples in today's gospel have less obvious forms. They include a multitude of tasks that may come before us each day, usually without much advance notice, and so often they can slip right by us. But if we listen, if we watch, if we're paying attention, if we engage in a running conversation with Christ throughout our day, opportunities will arise, and we will step into moments. And in those moments, we can cast out a demon of loneliness in a stranger. We can cure the sickness of rage in someone by listening and offering compassion before that rage turns to violence. We can have authority over an unclean spirit of temptation that has arisen in our own hearts. We can call a politician and speak to them of our fears in regards to the over-availability of guns in this country. We can walk through our workplaces and schools and communities with an open heart that others may know us as safe people to speak to and to find comfort in. We can be helpful to those who we encounter who have a need that perhaps we can meet. On our way home from Vermont in April, my family got a flat tire. We were just a half an hour into our journey through the woods with a completely packed car. When the tire pressure gauge did that really disconcerting dropping of numbers rapidly. So we pulled over, emptied the entire trunk onto the side of the road, pulled out the donut, the jack, and the puniest tire iron I have ever seen. When Greg tried to loosen the lug nuts, which had been tightened by a machine, they weren't even vaguely interested in becoming loose again. I actually think the lug nuts were laughing at the puny tire irons, and at us, and at all our luggage. Now, we couldn't call AAA because there was no cell reception. And it was Saturday, so even though we had broken down in a small village, a cluster of a few buildings, nothing was open. I was starting to wonder if we were going to have to just set up camp when a nice man walked across the road from his truck in the community center lot waiting for his wife to be done at a baby shower, he had noticed us. And he had an 18-inch torque wrench. He let us borrow the wrench, and he gave us abundant tire-changing advice. It turned out he was a retired dump truck driver and had lots of tire-changing experience. Eventually, we were on our way. I don't even know this man's name. 
but I think it's safe to assume he didn't have help stranded family with flat tire on his to-do list for the day. He was just open to whatever came his way. Every day, people are willing to be of service to others. They're pulling over at accident scenes, cheering up strangers in the marketplace, paying other people's restaurant bills, striking up conversations with each other on the tee, having respectful conversations about differences in opinion with their coworkers, getting curious about how someone else sees and experiences God. They're going out of their way to thank waiters and teachers and trash collectors and police officers. They are calling 911 when they see violence. And they are getting help when people are hurt or just stranded with a flat tire. As we drove away from that man and his truck in Vermont that day, I felt that the world was for us and not against us. And that Christ was present in a stranger along our road. I want to make other people feel that. And I know you well enough to know you do too. I know you're already doing it, actually. But what if we all did that a little bit more? As a force of love coming out of Trinity Church into the world, commissioned by Christ to go out as laborers into the harvest. We don't know the exact tasks that Christ is sending us out to do on any given day, but hopefully we are open enough to see our tasks and choose to act. Because if we do, inch by inch, we can help people feel that the world is for them and not against, and that Christ shows up when they need Christ. Christ shows up in the people around them. This kind of incremental revolution of kindness can change the world. We can go from harassed and helpless sheep to faithful laborers. Why? Because Jesus is moved in his inmost being when he sees us. And we can be moved in that same way when we see one another. And because that kind of movement moves mountains. I will leave you today with a 16th century passage from Teresa of Avila that Judy Crumey has brought to my attention in her work with healing prayer. You can find copies of it at the back of the church, along with copies of a letter from our bishops this week about the shootings. From St. Teresa. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. No hands but yours. No feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which the compassion of Christ must look out on the world. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he is to bless his people. Amen.